Good morning, everyone. This is Marcus Padley from the Marcus Today newsletter with a strategy commentary for Thursday, 2nd of April 2020. This morning doesn't look too flash. Futures are well down and looks like the bank's going to open down about 5% after the Royal Bank of New Zealand told their banks that if we're going to give you money, you're not going to pay any dividends. And there are concerns that the RBA might do the same. I was thinking that maybe we should have a daily fear and greed dial like the CNBC have on their website. One uh, dial for fear in the short term and one for fear in the long term. Both of those dials have been turned up a little bit today. We're definitely a little bit more nervous. Some of the issues we've been discussing today uh, include uh, the fact that this rally that we've seen is only a sentiment rally. No one's talking about the market being cheap yet or the PE being low or the fundamental damage being priced in because no one can quantify the fundamental damage yet, in which case we're still in the middle of a sentiment game, not a scientific assessment of value. And on that basis, anything can still happen. We're in the hands of the herd and the herd is definitely still confused. Another issue is that we've had over 130 All Ordinaries companies. There are 500 companies in the All Ordinaries. Over 130 All Ordinaries companies make COVID-19 related announcements, of which over 100 have included withdrawn earnings guidance. And some companies have withdrawn uh, their distribution or dividend guidance as well. And that's only since February the 20th in just over a month. And if you think about it, there is no way those companies have been able to assess the actual COVID-19 damage in that short period of time because they, like us, don't know how long this is going to last. So a lot of those announcements have been extremely premature and are subject to revision and almost certainly as this extends uh, subject to downwards revision as well. So there are a lot more fundamental admissions or profit warnings to come from the same companies that have already had them as well as from other companies that haven't yet said a thing. Uh, some of the biggest companies have generally done a bit better with their guidance. For instance, BHP's told us there's no material impact on operations. They told us that on 20th of March. Telstra said the outlook's unchanged. Job cuts are on hold. Woodside said production guidance maintained, although they presumably have debt problems. Uh, uh, we've seen Fisher and Pike actually lift their net profit guidance. Uh, IAG said their insurance, uh, the insurance company said their uh, guidance was unchanged. And Afterpay said it hadn't seen a material impact, though they clearly, everyone's running fearful of balance sheet issues there. And there are a few others. But others have, like Transurban, withdrew their distribution guidance. Woolworth said unable to provide guidance. Uh, Aristocrat Leisure withdrew guidance, Cochlear withdrew guidance, Ramsey Healthcare withdrew guidance, QBE withdrew guidance. As you can see, there are a lot of companies that don't know where they are with their uh, earnings guidance at the moment. So you can guarantee there is more to come in the way of downgrades. Otherwise, the big issue today is the Royal Bank of New Zealand has decided or announced they're going to freeze the dividend distributions on ordinary shares by the banks. This is a fairly disastrous event for our bank sector. What the Royal Bank of New Zealand is effectively saying is if we're going to be giving you money, then we don't want you giving it straight back to shareholders. That's not why we're giving you money. And if the RBA is going to be helping the banks out at any point, although uh, that's not anticipated at the moment, but if they are, then they could well bring in the same sort of idea. And as the European banks have 
suspended dividends that uh, a lot of that was announced yesterday and with New Zealand doing the same thing. It's obviously paving the way for our banks to do something similar. I like the word or don't like the word suspended dividends. That is a soft way of saying cutting our dividends. Uh, uh, and the last thing retirees want to see at this point in time is the results season coming up from ANZ, Westpac and NAB, uh, in, including suspended dividends. Then retirees not only are being hollowed out by interest rates being close to zero, so term deposits have got a negative real return, but they're also now not going to get their uh, bank dividends if if uh, dividends are suspended. I imagine our banks, because they know it's such a big issue, might just clarify things for their shareholders over the next few days. So watch out for that as well. Either way, it's not good news. And uh, suspending dividends from the banks is now a possibility. Citigroup's got a bit of re- research out saying they reckon share dividends will be cut later this year by 18% at ANZ, 15% at CBA, 10% at NAB, and 18% at Westpac. We'll see. But this is obviously not going to help the bank sector today. The other issue for the banks is Jeff Wilson's got an article in the AFR where I think he's been asked at one of his um, uh, shareholder updates uh, what is likely to happen with the franking credit refunds. Remember, over the election, the Labour Party effectively, I think, lost the election over deciding to cancel the tax refunds, the cash refunds of uh, franking credits. And Jeff Wilson's telling us, and he was the the one of the people leading the, uh, the campaign against Labour doing that, Uh, He's saying that the government's got to pay for stimulus somehow and this is one route they might go. Not good news either. Uh, The other um, little development today we chatted about is uh, we've had a few emails asking about the debt situation on a lot of companies. And so uh, today I have updated the All Ordinary spreadsheet and you can click on that in my strategy piece or on the the, uh, menus on the side of the newsletter. And that now includes four extra columns, which includes debt to equity. Actually, that was already there. Uh, but includes net debt, cash, and debt. And the idea was that you can spot companies that are going to run into trouble uh, first, uh, which um, clearly some companies like Webjet already have and Cochlear and stuff. Uh, the idea was that you could spot which company is going to run into trouble. But I realized as I sort the spreadsheet by highest net debt to ratio, net um Uh, debt to equity ratio that that's not throwing up the list of vulnerable companies at all in fact webjet's probably nowhere near the top and the companies that are at the top are obviously when it comes to uh, debt utilities infrastructure and banks and that is probably not really the idea of uh, putting those columns in there we're trying to spot the next webjet who's running out of money we probably need a different uh, metric uh, to do with cash flow. Um, and we don't need to be looking at last year's net debt uh, levels. We really need to be looking at, at uh, the next six months of cash flow. So I don't don't think that metric's really going to help us. But anyway, it's in the All Ordinary spreadsheet now. You can go and have a look at that. And uh, what else? Um, Henry is talking about recapitalization trades. Uh, you might notice uh, IEL, uh, jumping this morning on the back of a capital raising. Uh, there is another capital raising today from 
uh, Webjet as well, and that share price has jumped. And some institutions are being handed discounted equity uh, in companies. It's a bit of an outrage. Henry's uh, going to write about it. Uh, but some of the best or some of the best opportunities in the GFC came from companies that were uh, issuing equity whilst in distress. And here you have Webjet doing the same sort of thing. Cochlear as well was seen as a great opportunity. And uh, the institutions are at the front of the queue compared to uh, the company's own shareholders. Uh, and they, they are carving up the value of these companies and bunging it in their back pockets. Anyway, uh, we'll write about that another time. Uh, the bottom line is obviously with the market down this morning, we are more alert than relaxed at the moment. We're wondering whether we've done the right thing to be all in. We're worrying about that every moment of every day at the moment. Uh, we're also aware we're still in the hands of the herd, not fundamentals, uh, that the headlines are still mixed. There are some good ones though, Italian, Spanish, case number improvements, but they seem to change daily. Uh, we're not liking the oil headlines today, talking about a tidal wave of oil with nowhere to store it. We have bought a few stocks in the uh, which are exposed to oil prices, uh, hoping that we've caught them near the lows. We seem to have done for the moment. Uh, we haven't sold anything today. We're wondering about whether to sell the banks and we are debating uh, that for tomorrow. Uh, we can always, if they do suspend dividends, it's not going to be a good look. Uh, uh, there seems to be still more downside than upside after this recent bounce. And if the uh, dividends are maintained, um, which seems unlikely, but if they are, we'll still be able to buy the stocks after results before the dividends. If uh, the share prices fall over, it seems like the lower risk approach at the moment is not to hold the banks into results. Uh, we're not really looking at the opportunity of making money at the moment. We're not really being opportunistic. Uh, clearly, the institutions are. They're looking to pick up Webjet and IEL on capital raisings, which are at huge discounts. Uh, but we're more about wondering whether we're going to lock in uh, the uh, spectacular gains we've made in the last few days by timing this bounce, uh, which uh, there was a lot of guesswork in that. We've had a couple of emails about it. It's really annoying that you keep bragging about it. Uh, we're not bragging about it. We know how much guesswork was involved. We just happened to have nailed it. Uh, now we've got to hold on to that, of course, uh, and, and that's our daily debate. Uh, so we're taking it one day at a time. We're not making any grand predictions. Uh, there, Nothing is predictable at the moment. And uh, we are standing back from the herd, watching the herd rather than becoming part of the herd. A lot of people at the moment are developing strong views, super bulls and super bears. And, and uh, by so doing, they peg themselves somewhere on that spectrum. You can see it in the comments below. Some of the articles I've written or the articles other people have written is people have got strong views. And the people with strong views are always the ones that seem to want to write it down. Uh, but I would just warn you against having any particular view at the moment uh, because nobody really knows. And uh, so we're just watching the herd rather than becoming part of the herd. If you're a headless chicken, you're never going to be able to take advantage of headless chickens. Uh, otherwise, um, weekly jobs numbers tonight in the U US. Uh, uh, you should see the forecasts for this. Um, one forecaster is predicting uh, jobs going to uh, jobless numbers on a weekly basis going to three and a half million. They're usually around 140,000. Anyway, we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, so not selling anything, uh, holding there for the moment. Uh, very volatile time, worrying about the banks. Have a good day.